0: Hello, everyone! Welcome to your weekly tech update, the show that explores the newest, coolest, and craziest side of tech available on the interwebs. I am your VR gamer, Ray McNeil. Coming up on the program today, I have just finished Vader Immortal Episode 3, and Oculus is giving away all three episodes with the purchase of a Quest headset. That's their all-in-one VR headset that you can buy right now for $400 US. So I'm gonna go over all three episodes. We're gonna dive into the story a bit since a lot of you will never play the game but still love the Star Wars universe. There will be major spoilers, so keep that in mind as we explore the Vader Immortal series for the Oculus Rift, Rift S, and Oculus Quest. I'll also showcase some of my favorite VR games that we've uh, shown off on the program before, including Duck Season, which essentially is VR Duck Hunt, and a free X-Wing VR game, where you take part in the Assault on the Death Star. That and a whole lot more coming up on today's edition of your weekly tech update, next. game I have been waiting to play my entire life is Vader Immortal Episode 1, a true first step to the uh, Star Wars experience that every true fan has been waiting for. It lets you wield a lightsaber and eventually fight side-by-side side with Darth Vader himself. You play a captain of a smuggler vessel with the droid ZOE3 that happens to be voiced by Maya Rudolph. You're captured by the Empire and taken in front of Lord Vader. He sees something in you and recruits you for some work. My favorite part about this game is just being in the Star Wars world and getting to use some of the tech. In the beginning of the game, you get some damage to your ship and have to use a scanner to identify it and then bypass the problem and then you get your hands on a lightsaber, and it's absolutely awesome. You get to practice with a droid for a while, and then take on a robot invasion. My only real complaint is that like most VR experiences, Well, this one's pretty short, about 20 minutes straight through, but it does have some replayability built in that you will uh, have to take advantage of. The lightsaber dojo puts you up against different robots that can wield their own lightsabers or shoot blasters at you, which you will have to use the force to block with your saber, and then reflect back at the droids. And if you're very quick, you can even slice some of the droids in half before they fly away and get to a point to where they can use their blasters on you. It's incredibly fun, and there are 40 levels that get harder as you go, and they throw newer, different robots at you with different skills. It is very well done, and will give you a reason to go back to this $10 bargain again and again and trust me, it's very satisfying when you start slicing those little flying droids out of the air, and blocking blaster fire is everything that you want it to be. While this is an Oculus exclusive, there are ways to play it with a Vive, and not only does it work with the Rift S, but it also works on the Oculus Quest, the company's all-in-one headset. That means you can get into the Star Wars world for as little as $399 even if you don't have a gaming computer. If you are a true Star Wars geek, that's nothing. Have you seen the price of some of those Lego Death Star kits? For great gameplay and giving me the ability to wield a lightsaber for the first time in VR, and even uh, changing the color of the crystal inside, I'm giving Vader Immortal Episode 1 four out of five stars here on your weekly tech update. Star Wars Vader Immortal Episode 2 is now available for the Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest. And I am so happy that I get to again take hold of a lightsaber and strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. And this time around, you get to learn how to use the Force. The story picks up right where Episode One left off, and you find out that because of your bloodline, you are the only one that can control an ancient machine to recover a great power that Darth Vader wants to get his hands on. The story is short, and for only nine ninety 99 US, well, you can't expect a lot, but every minute of it is exhilarating and well worth the money. Gameplay is amazing, with the exception of only having snap turn. That annoys the heck out of me. But if you have enough room to turn around yourself, then I suppose that's not an issue. But I have very limited space, and turning around means I'm a foot away from the wall, and that's an easy way to break something in VR. Beyond that minor issue, however, I felt the controls were perfect, and the gameplay was awesome, even if it is only uh, about 15 minutes long. They make up for it by giving us 50 more levels in the lightsaber dojo, and this time, well, we have force powers to play with. And let me tell you, if you are a Star Wars fan, you will want to try this out. Nothing has felt so natural in a game as throwing your lightsaber in one direction, kind of like a boomerang, while using your force grip to smash one enemy into another, or activating one of the many traps placed around the dojo. It's great fun, and a Star Wars geek's dream come true. Next to actually having real-life force powers, that is. Audio is amazing as always. You really can't go wrong with this $10 purchase, and I would imagine it will make uh, a few people out there spend the $400 on an Oculus Quest just to try this game. And with the recent announcement of full-on controller-free finger-tracking gameplay, and the Oculus Link cable that basically turns your Quest into a Rift S, well, I would highly recommend it. One of my long-time dreams was to be able to wield a lightsaber. And since, you know, they don't really exist yet, I was so excited to play the Vader Immortal series. Unfortunately, it was divided into three episodes and fed out to the world slowly, but now you can play all three back-to-back in one epic Star Wars saga that still isn't very long. It's about 1.5 hours in total for the story, but think of it more of a Star Wars movie in VR, and then it seems about right. And a bonus is being able to go back into the lightsaber dojo and perfect your skills as a Sith. As Episode 2 did, Episode 3 picks up right where the last one left off. Darth Vader decided he no longer needs you and discards you like a piece of trash, throwing you down a pit with a rancor. Now it's up to you to stop Vader from using the Eon engine and destroying the planet. You start by sending your robot companion to fix a ship, and then you go with the priestess to find the army that you will need to take on Vader's. I love using the Force in this game, so the next part, where you have to essentially take out these used crystals and put in unused ones, kind of like fuses, was awesome, and it showed how gentle you can be while using the Force. After you ascend to the Necropolis, you meet your army and are told only your lightsword can control it. You have to use gestures to awaken the Horde, and as soon as you do, Vader's forces break in and it takes little effort to get rid of them. You just have to point with your sword at the enemies and the army will shoot them down. It's fun, but over way too quick and then the priestess directs you to transfer the army's control to her. I really would have liked to see this go on longer, and maybe have the army with you for your own little mini-campaign before you have to give them up. But, you know, it it, it was fine. <laughs> Zoe fixes the ancient ship, that's your robot, and you hop on to make your way to Vader. Along the way, you encounter more stormtroopers, and this is really where you first get to use your force powers in a fight. This is always my favorite, deflecting blaster fire with your lightsaber and using your force grip to throw enemies around. It's just good old-fashioned family-friendly fun, you know? (laughs) When you land, you see your army at the gates and have to sneak into Vader's base and open them up. After you dispatch a few enemies and a couple TIE fighters, you find your ship and find an awesome mounted gun. You then use your lightsaber to defend yourself and take down a TIE fighter piloted by Vader's admiral. Still, one of my favorite parts of the story is that your robot friend is voiced by Maya Rudolph from SNL and one of my favorite horror movies slash documentaries, Idiocracy. You manage to open the gates. Your army rushes in and takes over the place. Now it's up to you and the priestess to take on Vader. I'm just going to stop right here and say one more time that this episode is filled with spoilers. This is already deep into episode three, but this is your chance to turn it off, walk away for just a couple of minutes if you don't want it spoiled for yourself because you know you're going to play this game. Any other Star Wars fans that probably aren't going to buy a $400 headset to play one Star Wars game, you can stay tuned and I'll spoil the end of this uh, series for you right now. As you fight Vader and he throws you around like a ragdoll, you learn he is somehow trying to use the Eon engine to bring back Padme. Vader rips your lightsaber out of your hands and throws it to the floor, and just as you are about to be sliced in half, the action freezes. The priest that's been with you throughout the story shows up and directs you to grab the sword and plunge it into the Eon engine, which causes an explosion and starts a cutscene talking about how you have saved the people of Mustafar and now their world can begin to heal. I have to say I was a little disappointed I didn't get to take down Vader myself. After the cutscene you wake up in your ship with Zoe and you discover that your light sword holds a star chart and it could lead to treasure. They then end the movie, uh, game, a VR experience, whatever you want to call it, by heading back into the stars to take part in the next adventure. After you finish, you can take part in the lightsaber dojo, which is so much fun and one of my absolute favorite parts of this game. You can put your skills to the test with multiple levels that let you take on battle droids, stormtroopers, and training bots, You can use your Force Powers dual wield lightsabers, and they even added grenades this time around that you can grab with the Force. I would have paid $10 for the lightsaber dojo alone. The fact that I also get this amazing original story that lets me become a Sith in training is awesome and well worth the money as well. My only real disappointment is that I was told we would get to use Force Lightning in this game and I was never able to. After Googling it, it appears that it's only available in a few levels of the Lightsaber Dojo, and only if you take down enough enemies in a certain amount of time. I was really hoping to use it during the main story. While I wish the story was longer, it's still fantastic and something every true Star Wars fan needs to experience. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say $400 for the Oculus Quest to uh, be able to play this game for a true Star Wars fan shouldn't be that much of a stretch. Come on, we're, we're talking the Lego sets that go for hundreds and hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars to uh, memorabilia auctions where you can get maybe Vader's helmet upwards of, I think it went for 80 grand, didn't it, in the most recent auction? Really, this stuff's expensive and $400 to be able to wield a lightsaber. I don't think that's too much of a stretch. And and remember, if you hurry and get yours before the end of January, you can get all three episodes of the Vader Immortal series for free. moving on to Duck Season for the Oculus Rift S. This is an amazing throwback to my childhood, when we first got the original NES and we all sat around playing Duck Hunt. Now, I understand that Nintendo really doesn't play well with others, but they should have okayed a license to this game to have the original names and graphics. But as it is, Duck Season is a VR remake of Duck Hunt, just slightly changed to avoid legal issues. It's also a story-driven game that's set in the 80s about the boy playing the game and allows you to look around his living room, read magazines, look at VHS tapes and game cartridges, all of which are spoofs of original content, like the Nintendo Power magazines. Instead of Double Dragon, it was Triple Tiger, or Battle Brothers, where you play Spanish electricians, and they have National Geographic, or whatever they call them, in-game, everywhere around the living room. Again, the attention to detail is amazing. You're able to see the back of the knobs and circuit boards, turn back around, and have fun playing Duck Hunt in VR, complete with your hunting dog who brings the ducks back and puts them in the back of your truck. You start off learning how to use the weapon and reload it. Then you're able to start the game. Reloading takes a little bit of practice, but once you get the hang of it, it's fairly intuitive. Starting the game is just like the original. Shoot the prompt and the ducks start flying. Instead of the ducks bouncing back and forth a few times off the sides of the TV like they did in the original, there are invisible walls. Ducks fly around and bounce back and forth off the walls a few times before flying off giving you a decent chance to shoot them out of the sky. There are ten ducks per round just like the original, with five misses allowed, with a few surprises thrown in for good measure. My hope is this will give inspiration for other remakes of classics, like a VR Mario game, maybe a VR Mario Kart game, a VR remake of Sonic, maybe Metal Gear as well. Ooh, and Star Fox would be awesome in virtual reality. As it is, VR is becoming more and more popular, and uh, more and more money is being thrown in that direction. If we can keep getting experiences with this much detail and polish, more people will want to try, and eventually all games should be playable in VR in some fashion or another. My advice to this experience? Take your time enjoy the work that they put into this game, and enjoy the story along the way. The gameplay is fun and exactly what it should be. Duck Season earns five out of five stars and is a must-play game if you're a child of the 80s. One of the things I have always wanted to do in VR, even though I'm deathly afraid of heights, is soar through the New York skyline as Spider-Man. And thanks to a new virtual reality experience from Marvel, well, you get to do just that. You don the red mask yourself and go on an adventure to save the city. This again is a short movie tie-in experience that normally I would avoid, but because I love Spider-Man, well, I had to check it out and I'm really glad I did. Again, this is a very short to about 15 minute long experience, but there is a free mode, and it allows you to fully explore the city and take part in combat training and time trials. The story is about a large robot destroying New York, and you have to stop him. He's armored with parts of the road, and you need to use your webs to pull them off while swinging through the buildings and keeping up with the running robot. Eventually, you put up huge webs between buildings to capture him and stop its path of destruction. This is not the Spidey game we deserve, but it is a nice little look at what could be possible with a true Spider-Man game. Again, I have a renewed sense of optimism that an actual Spider-Man game could head our direction. We already know that an Iron Man one is on the way. With the massive catalog controlled by Marvel, we could have an amazing future of feeling like superheroes. After you play the story, go into free mode and have some fun destroying robots in a number of combat simulations, and then test your web-slinging ability with the time trials. It's free, Okay, the graphics aren't the best, and there are some unnatural movements with Spider-Man, but it's the best we've had so far. I'm looking forward to what's coming next, and I'm glad to know that Marvel is committed to the VR community. Spider-Man Far From Home, the virtual reality experience, is available right now on all platforms and gets three out of five stars here on your weekly tech update. (laughs) And finally, I want to end the show today on another VR experience that you can get for free, however this is anything but an official release. A research student by the name of Dylan Stout created this game that he called Project Stardust, and it's a recreation of the Death Star Battle. It gives you control of an X-Wing, and lets you fly down the trench and shoot through the exhaust port at the end that's no bigger than two meters. And you know, I used to bullseye womp rats in my T-16 back home, they're not much bigger than two meters. You can check out the full explainer on Reddit, but Dylan was studying the effects of VR sickness and created the game to help. You can help as well by filling out a quiz that can also be found on Reddit. For any Star Wars fan, this is another must-play. He did a great job of putting it all together and feels, again, like a modern remake of an old title and if you like tough games, well, you will love this, and it will, of course, put your motion sickness threshold to the test. I never felt sick in the slightest and had a great time the whole ride, which, again, I feel like a broken record is about 20 minutes long. I can say that it makes you twist and turn in space, and I can totally see how it could mess with you, but I personally never had any effects. You will, however, crash, and crash a lot, over and over again, unless you are a complete pro. It took me a while to get the hang of flying in the trench, and you have a very little margin for error, but you will eventually figure it out, and make it to the end. Even though this is not an official game, well, it really feels like it, and sounds like it too, as the developer used original audio from the movies. How was he able to do this, you ask? Well, it seems he is walking a fine legal line. He posted on Reddit, quote, I got a form letter response from Lucasfilm stating, We receive many requests seeking permission to use material from the Star Wars motion pictures, and we are unfortunately unable to grant permission for uses that are not associated more closely with our films, and therefore, please take care not to make any commercial use of our properties. He continued saying, I'm going to assume that commercial means for-profit and that a fan-made free-to-play game that has no intention to monetize is not violating their directive. That being said, here are the droids you're looking for, until I get taken down. If you want to check it out for yourself and you have an Oculus or a Vive, just search Reddit for Project Stardust X Wing VR. This is not even an official game, so I'm not going to give it a rating, but I will say you have to play it. It's free and it's what every Star Wars fan has been waiting for. A huge thank you to Dylan and all of the people who developed the props and skins that he used in this project. Thanks to all of these great Star Wars games and experiences, I feel that I have gotten my Star Wars fix recently, and now I want them to move on to Star Trek. We have bridge crew, which is great, but now let us walk around the Enterprise, transport down to unknown worlds, and play around in the holodecks. Thanks for watching your weekly tech update. If you have a story you think we should feature on the program, you need to shoot me an email, djraymcneil at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at your weekly tech update and check out the podcast, audio and video versions available on iTunes, Google, Spotify, AudioBurst, and elsewhere on the interwebs. Till next time, I'm Ray McNeil. Good night, world. Weekly Tech Update, brought to you by Holiday Home Care, Phillip Island, Victoria, Australia. It's your turn to relax.